Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Um, RJ. It's real hard to. <laughs> uh, Caitlin's missing today. She's not feeling well, so it's like I completely lost my train of thought. But we have RJ today doing our drawings. Yeah. Hello. And Maria. Hi. And Maria uh, brought a special guest with us today. Maria, can you tell us about your guest? Uh, today we have my dear friend Carrie, uh, who lives in Florida. <laughs> she lives in Florida with her adorable daughter, her husband, and her mini Sue. Uh -huh. And uh, she'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of the year, we've known each other for 14 years. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. How long? How long have you been in Florida? Um, I have been here probably about as long. I've been here since 2009. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> my yeah. parents my parents moved down to Florida um, probably 10 years ago or so, right as Hurricane Charlie came through. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, it went right over their, their house, like the eye, and, and they had just moved in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I now one of my favorite things to do is to come down to visit them in January and February, so I get to miss out on all the freezing cold yes. weather up here. Yeah, so, yeah, that is awesome time of year to be in Florida. <laughs> Maybe not right yeah. now, though. I mean, no, not right now, not right now. <laughs> but it's like a constant conversation I have with Maria where I'm like, what is the temperature there? Because it is like Hades over here. So, Okay, now we got to have do a comparison because um, RJ's in Texas and who's got the hotter weather today? What's what is it in Florida oh, there? <laughs> We're supposed to get our first 100 degree day today. Wow, yeah, RJ, oh, I saw gosh, yours okay, was I don't a think hot. It's yeah, I think we're still in the like upper 80s right now. Okay. Okay, not 80s. too bad. <laughs> but it's humid there. That's the humidity gets you. It is. Yeah. Yeah. When I went yeah. to Miami, I was like dying from the humidity. It was not even that hot, but I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I'm a North Texas person. I can't do the humidity. <laughs> yeah, Maria was tempting me this morning with uh, the for the first time I felt slightly tempted. <laughs> to maybe visit Sweden because <laughs> it's yeah. only six, high of 69 there yeah. yeah, in Fahrenheit. So that's pretty nice. 66, yeah. 66 in Medellin today, but oh. raining. Oh. I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, sound nice. So I'm, I'm a little confused because I thought when you introduced, um, Maria introduced you as Carrie, and I thought it was mm -hmm. pronounced slightly differently. Is that you pronounce it differently, right? That's just, I, I do because so my family's Hispanic, okay. and so it's got more of a like it's Caddy because that's how they say my name. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Carrie, yeah, Caddy, yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well, do you have a fun fact for us today? 
I do have a fun fact. Um, awesome. So in college, I studied um, language acquisition for a while, and I actually worked in a language lab. So I'm always like super into um, all sorts of like information about language acquisition. And I actually came across a really interesting study recently um, where it was discovered that babies are able to cry in their native tongue. What? And what that means is that they cry in the melody of their mother's native tongue. So like they had studied a bunch of babies. uh, I think it was like 60 babies, 30 of them were French. 30 were, were German, and in the study, they found that the French babies cry on a rising note that mimics uh, the f- melody of French speaking, and that German babies cry on a falling note, what? which mimics German speaking. <laughs> yeah. What? That's amazing. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. So is it like, yeah. is it like birth after a certain age, once they're like, out of the womb and they hear conversation or is it like earlier screaming in earlier their, than like, that in their native language yeah <laughs> it's actually it, it's so it's so fascinating so it's actually earlier than that it can be discovered as early as two days after a baby is born wow so what that means is that in the womb they are picking up um language already like they're already picking up inflections and tones and melody of the languages that they're exposed to that's so cool that is very interesting so you can basically figure Mm -hmm. out the native uh tongue of the mother Mm -hmm. by listening to the cry (laughs) that's amazing i wonder if that translates to other things like laughing or any other kind of exclamations or yeah that would it does. Oh. It's, it, it is actually part of the reason that like animal noises or animal sounds have different pronunciations is oh. because of right. language acquisition and mimicking uh, actual language changes the way that certain sounds are uh, said, translated. <laughs> huh. Wow. <laughs> That is pretty amazing. I'll have to be more attentive to that. We hear a lot of crying babies in the park, so I'll to see if I can if I can distinguish them. Yeah. Uh, that is hilarious, and I love RJ's drawing. I don't know if you can if you can see that. The, the wah. I do. Is it? Is it, is it, is it I guess that's a French flag. What you can see it. Oh, there's a glare. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Ah, fantastic. Well, that was a lot of fun. That's really fun. Um, Maria, I hear you have a word of, of the day that we can actually pronounce. Well, probably. Okay. <laughs> it's related to my fun fact. Okay. Uh, and the word is nol, like nil, but with an O. Nol. And it means zero. Okay. Oh, no. No, I feel like no. I did not say it. the L was really complicated. Can you say it again? Nol. 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 Yeah. Am I, am I getting it? Yeah. Okay. I, I think Nol. it's the closest you've been. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's hope for me yet. Yeah. All right. Tell us about... Noel. <laughs> well, 
uh, it's actually about uh, uh, temperature scales. Oh. Okay. Yeah, uh, which connects to the introduction. And um, <clears throat> Fahrenheit is uh, mostly used in the United States, some island territories, and Liberia. Yeah. The the rest of the major countries use Celsius, and Celsius is a Swedish invention. Oh, oh. nice! <laughs> By the eighteenth century astronomer Anders Celsius. Okay. Okay. And it was uh, called centigrade scale at first. Yeah, I remember those days. From from the Latin. <laughs> From the Latin word uh, centrum, which means hundred, and gradus, which means steps. Okay. And it was invented in 1742 and uh, renamed Celsius scale in 1748. Okay. Okay. I remember being taught uh, to use the word centigrade in school. But it wasn't in the 1700s. Uh, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not a vampire. But, but uh, wow, okay. I, I, I don't, go ahead. From the beginning, uh, the scale was reversed. So it went from 100 with water freezing at 100 and uh, water boiling at zero. Weird. Makes no Interesting. sense. Yeah. 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 And Fahrenheit already <laughs> existed at the time? Or was that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But someone just wanted to make it more sensible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I don't understand why we don't use it uh, in, in the U.S. It's a real pain yeah. communicating with anyone outside. Because um, it's mm -hmm. like really hard to do at least in my head, it's really hard to do the conversion. So I can't. Uh, make... Fahrenheit was introduced in 1724. Okay. Okay. And it's a German physician. Okay. Cool. Well, that is <laughs> that's fascinating. I wish, yeah, I wish we could switch. Actually, I wish we could switch to metric entirely. I don't understand why, yeah. why yeah. we don't do that, but be easy, yeah. every once in a while, someone... <laughs> That's like a constant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a constant issue. It's yeah. just like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. A lot of our, a lot of our um, package labeling is already duplicate. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we could pretty easily switch, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just thinking, like, there are so many, like, basic things I don't know. Like, I don't know my height in the metric <laughs> That's system. True. You know, just, like, things I would have to, like, learn. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be one generation yeah. of confusion, mm -hmm. and then everything would be fine. Yeah, I think you're right. But... <laughs> just one, one entire generation of people being like, what in the world is happening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's the... Oh, don't, mi don't mind Grandma. She still uses Fahrenheit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, I was I was just talking about um, we always have a huge nest of cords and cables because I got a bunch of like laptops and iPads and phones and everything, um, and I was 
was telling you, I was imagining a world with, with Allison where, yeah, back in my day, we used to have cords. We had to plug everything in. I'm really hoping that someday batteries get good enough that we don't need cords for everything anymore. And I think it's going to happen. And then we're going to be antiquated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of cords, oh. the European <laughs> Union just voted that all cell phones uh, needs to be able to be charged by USB-C yes. in three, <laughs> three years, I think. That's awesome. Nice. Way to lead so, the way. Yeah. And uh, all computers in a few years after that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. There's really only one that's a problem, right? That's totally about Apple. Because <laughs> yes. they're the only ones. <laughs> my uh, my Apple uh, laptop is charged with USB-C. Oh, interesting. Do they have special ones for the EU or something? I don't know. It's a new one. My iPad as well. Huh. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's really cool. My laptop is... USB-C, but my iPhone is still the old lightning cable. So yeah, my iPhone is the old one. Here's the big question, though: Do they Apple got around this last time by making a dongle, <laughs> which was really annoying? <laughs> Are they allowed to do that again? Or? I don't think so. Oh, it okay. doesn't seem like it. Okay, yeah. I hope someone like um, wrote that into the the law or whatever, so that. <laughs> Um, they can't get away with just having a giant dongle off the end of it. That'd be nice. Yeah, because then no, nobody wants to use that. Yeah. If anyone can get around it, it's probably Apple. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's, it's true. They're very good. They're very slippery. Yeah. I'm, I'm not illustrating any of this because I don't want us to get sued. <laughs> Some kind of Apple defamation. Yeah. Good idea. I, I was... Uh, 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 jealous um, that uh, some of uh, one of the developers, game developers who um, I aspired to get to his level, was hanging out with Tim Cook this this weekend. He was in town. And he's like, and he's on the short list of people to hang out with. So, man, I one think, day, I one day. I think David is exaggerating, and it was just a group photo. But oh, they were hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> i digress cool all right well centigrade celsius um i uh, one time wasn't sure if they were the same thing but it sounds like they are it's just a rename yeah so yeah, yeah. cool to know all right allison and it's swedish oh. and it's swedish and it's swedish yes yeah. let's not forget it's <laughs> swedish where the weather is nice and doesn't get too hot apparently um, so, Allison, what have you got for us today? Um, so, my fun fact is inspired by something David and I happened across this morning, oh, actually. I know what it is. Um, so, we were going to take the dog to the park, and um, all of the street, street between like our apartment and the park was closed off for a race. And we were watching this race, and David noticed um, before I did that the vast majority of the runners were women. I was like, like "Wow, I've never seen so many women yeah. in a race before." Like it was like, at least like twenty to one. Yeah, probably women more. to men at least. <laughs> so we were like, "Oh, that's interesting." So I lo looked up more about the race, 
Uh, it's called the New York Mini, and it's um, a 10, 10K, going back to the metric system, because we do use that for races. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and it was the um, 50th running of this race. Um, it started as the only women-only road race, and uh, it's named the Mini after the Mini Skirt. Um, so I did a little bit of research about the history of the miniskirt, um, which by 1972 was apparently pretty far out of fashion. It was only at the peak of its kind of popularity between 1966 and 1972. And there's not really a consensus on the person that designed the miniskirt, but the person who gets credit the most is Mary Quant, who pretty much is kind of definitively the inventor of the mini dress um, to the point where um, like the British government did a release of stamps about 10 years ago of, of like iconic British designs. So it had like the red telephone box on it and this like mini dress oh. as, some, as something like totally um, iconic to their culture. So the woman who's like pretty seriously credited with inventing the miniskirt is a woman named Mary Quant. And she was yeah. like a London designer and boutique owner. But I thought the cool thing about her, although she never kind of definitively said, yes, I invented it. She said she started calling it a miniskirt after the Mini Cooper, the car, because she uh, thought like they were similar to each other in terms of being like fun for the youth, a little smaller than regular. <laughs> but I just thought that was... That was interesting. So, oh, but yeah. apparently by like the early seventies, um, because they couldn't really get any shorter, <laughs> there was like a limit to what you could really do design-wise with the mini skirt, other than trying like new materials. Uh -huh. um, so it, it was pretty much not as popular by the seventies, which is funny because this race started in nineteen seventy-two. But I guess <laughs> people that invent road races may not be at the, the height of fashion. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, just a little bit about the mini skirt. Yeah, I don't know if you said this, but it was the 50th, so a special one this this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, it, we just were, were about to, we were just reaching the street, I think, when the first group went out. Mm -hmm. And they were flying. Oh, my yeah. gosh, they were running so fast. Um, yeah, it was the race. They were done before most of them even got started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the elite it's, runners are really impressive. Yeah, it's really amazing to see them run. I've never, I don't know if I've ever been that close to an elite runner yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, there's like um, mopeds keep keeping track, like go, going alongside of them and they're really moving. Yeah. Just to keep up. It's like pushing yeah. that moped. And then the race kind of loops through the park. So once we were able to get into the park, we got to see them towards the end as well. So we got to see people at the start and at the finish. And we only had to walk like two blocks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's it for our fun facts. But RJ. Actually, I have a fun fact sort of. Yeah, RJ has a fun fact. What? off that and um, i don't have a lot of details because it's just something that i heard that this reminded me of but i've recently listened to two different podcasts that mentioned the um hemline theory of economics have y'all heard of this i no. it sounds it's, familiar to me no um it's 
the theory that you can sort of um, not quite predict because it seems to be after the fact, but like uh, get an idea of the economic strength of uh, the country at, at any given point based on the fashion of hemlines. So like the 70s, the miniskirts were really popular. Think of like the 20s, the flappers with their tiny dresses um, versus like in the 2000s, like maxi skirts became popular again. Mm -hmm. And actually even now I've been seeing on Twitter, like the sort of long skirts are sort of coming back and I'm like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) But uh, the skirts get shorter as like the economy is better. Oh, I have heard that. Didn't I? Didn't hear it referenced as the hemline um, theory, but I have heard that so skirts get shorter when the economy is better. Wow, <laughs> that isn't that is fascinating. So, yeah, I guess the trend is telling us um, basically the economy is starting to tank, at least in the U.S. Here, getting yeah, it longer seem, skirts. Yeah, I- my understanding so again my understanding of it is just from like hearing two different podcasts reference it so i don't i don't have a lot of uh, I, i'm not an ec- an economist or anything mm-hmm. uh, my understanding is that it doesn't predict it so much as it's follows it's it. more reactive okay. yeah um but then if you it's more like looking back you know if you look back at the trends of like the 20s you know just by looking at like pictures of the fashion at the time you can sort of get an idea of how it was And I also don't know whether it translates to other countries or if it's specifically U.S. because I know fashion is really dependent. Although I listened to an interesting podcast yesterday about a woman who grew up in Iran and like in the 70s there before the revolution that turned it into an Islamic Republic. um, It was she said Tehran was really um, cosmopolitan, she said, and like, you know, women in their miniskirts and the makeup and everything. But I know that's a sort of difference in government versus right. like actually economic because then when ayatollah khomeini came in he said you have to be covered <laughs> so that's kind of forcing it rather than it right um, yeah. being part of the fashion yeah. right but i i thought that was interesting i was actually thinking about that yeah while i was listening to that podcast yesterday yeah that is that's really interesting um i wonder what the correlation is like i, I understand there is one but I wonder what the, uh, <laughs> why, why does that happen? That, I've never heard an explanation for that. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, to, I'm not sure. I wonder if it's just like feeling comfortable, you know, just feeling good, like in general, yeah. uh, sort of psychological and feeling more, more confident. Yeah. Or being able to afford party clothes. You know, like, yeah, true. if you, you know, you, cause that's not a practical outfit. So you have to have the, like, expendable funds to be able to have okay that's an interesting theory yeah i like it Hmm. yeah so i just looked it up and it says that there's like a three-year time lag between the onset of economic lows and the lengthening of the skirt hemlines so yeah Yeah. so it is reactive yeah so it's like (laughs) okay it does kind of sound more like i don't have the kind of money for like (laughs) impractical wear i'll get this really long skirt because i can wear it in all types of weather yeah that makes a lot of sense okay i I like this this theory mine were like way off 
But um, <laughs> but like this is a real digression. But uh, the word hemline always like gives me a, a kind of a negative reaction. Um, and the reason <laughs> the reason is um, when I was in the Air Force and up for an early promotion, one of the things that you had to do was go in front of a board and answer a bunch of questions. And um, these were supposed to determine uh, whether you get the early promotion or someone else, because there's a limited number of them that, that, that go out. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember doing fine for most of the questions. And I felt like I, I really like knew my job well, but I got asked, um, what is the reg the Air Force regulation for the length of a woman's skirt in the military? And I had no idea, <laughs> none at all. Oh. <laughs> and they they made me to I was like I'm I'm sorry I have no idea. Um, but they made me take a guess. They're like just take a guess. Yeah. And I was just like thirty inches. I don't. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was like... That's a little too long. Okay, but I didn't even know. I found out later it's relative to the knee. That's yeah. the important thing. It's like, which makes a lot of sense because I was like, how would you know? Because like, if someone's tall or short, it's, it's yeah, much Yeah, just like different. the fingertip rule in school. What's mm -hmm. the fingertip rule? Your, uh, your wear, uh, skirts or shorts have to exceed the length of your fingertips at your sides. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, I never see... I. I don't know if it's just how do guys get exposed to these kinds of roles? you have two know. younger sisters <laughs> yeah but I don't, okay, I don't know <laughs> i don't know anyway i thought that was very unfair because i didn't get the promotion and i felt like that was that was the question that was that was what sunk me maybe they wanted to see your logical thinking and were like 30 inches okay maybe he's not as bright as we thought he was yeah, guess not <laughs> That really threw me. Yeah. yeah. No, I did not see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't like the headline. Yeah, see, I, I would be a pro at that question. <laughs> <laughs> School dress codes are like such an issue in my house. Oh. Um, my daughter, is, uh, she just uh, finished fifth grade. And like any time they had a special like dress day at school, she would come home complaining about how the teacher would constantly single out, single out the girls with her rules. And she was like, yeah, boys can wear whatever they want. Girls, like you can't have uh, spaghetti straps. Like your straps have to be three finger lengths wide. Oh. And like, <laughs> yeah. you can't wear skirts. You can only wear shorts. And the shorts have to be a certain length. And you can't wear leggings. And this and that, it's like a constant barrage of like what they can and cannot wear. Whereas, oh. like, the boys always got just kind of a blanket, like, wear whatever you want, you know? Oh, that's not so, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fair at she all. She gets pretty heated about it, which makes <laughs> Good for her. Because, yeah, I'm like, that's right. You should be pissed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I don't know if there's any consolation, but my when I had a dress code, um, boys also had very specific things like we had to wear ties we couldn't wear shorts and wear certain kind of shoes <laughs> like it was it was yeah it was terrible i yeah. i um i don't think i've i pretty much rebelled against all of that and i don't know if i've worn a tie since 
<laughs> when I when I after I didn't have the option, I might have I might have done it for a couple of special occasions in my life, but not not too much. Yeah, I've so. never seen you even look at a tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I, but I can still tie one. It's okay. it's in it's ingrained in me. Insanely, <laughs> um, like my husband grew up in Florida, and in his high school, they were not allowed to wear shorts. Period. Ugh. In Florida. Like in wow. South Florida. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, that's so hot. Like, that's too much. <laughs> I was like, what kind of parent would sign that dress code? I would be absolutely furious. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a bit yeah. much. That's but true. I did grow up under that kind of rule. <laughs> and oh, that reminds me of one more egregious thing. Um I when I was in the Air Force, I was in San Antonio, which is very hot. And um, the only way to keep my shoes reasonably, um, keep my shoes shiny enough, was to wear plastic ones. Because, <laughs> like, if you got like uh, regular shoes, you would have to like spit polish them to a shine every day, and you'd get scuffs. And like the the greatest invention for military shoes was the plastic shoe. It just stays shiny all the time. You don't have to do anything except dust them off. Um, but the downside is when you're standing outside and the sun is beating down on those plastic shoes, oh my goodness, they're so hot. You're, you're like trying to keep your toes from touching the, the actual shoe. It's, yes. yeah. Well, you have never been a girl wearing a jelly sandal. I can't imagine there's a more uncomfortable <laughs> shoe in the heat I than a jelly know. sandal. I don't tell me about the jelly sandal. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, a, it's a, like a plastic cage for your feet and they're designed for summer when your feet are just like swollen and it's horrible well and sweaty yeah and yeah. And, yeah yeah oh that does sound bad it's like bad of blisters <laughs> i think i still have nightmares about like the purple sparkly jelly shoes i got when i was like eight and and like insisted on wearing at disney world it was oh i don't think i've ever been in that much pain for new shoes <laughs> yeah uh, she does have scars on the back of her heels. I don't know if that's from <laughs> it's from that or just uh, just in general having yeah. uncomfortable shoes. Yeah, yeah nothing will right. ever be I that bad compared to women's footwear. I think I probably have it pretty good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So RJ, how's the how's the move going? Just had to oh, throw that in there. We have some weird feedback. It's so hot. Oh, uh, it's so hot. I went yesterday and moved some boxes up to the new house and um, there's no power there. Uh, when I went the day before, there still was electricity, so it was nice and cool. And I went yesterday and uh, I believe it hit 99 yesterday. Today, it's supposed to be 100 heat index, 105, and I have to go up again today. Oh, um, no. And it is hot in the house. Uh, I like drove 20 minutes and was there for three minutes, like as quickly as I could get the boxes out of my car and then drove 20 minutes back. Also, I didn't know there was no power. So I brought all my vinyl records up and oh. then I was like, okay, well I lugged them into my car for no reason. I have to lug them back into the old house. Cause I'm not leaving them there when it's a hundred degrees in the house. No. Yeah. Uh, so I have to then I'll have to carry those again. And whenever we get the electricity sorted out, I think it's supposed to turn on like on our official moving day. So oh, probably okay. 
that day I will go up with the cats and the records <laughs> and the movers will take the rest of the stuff. Oh, wow. But it's fine. It's, it's okay. Like the, actually the seller left us a really, really nice note. Um, that was, she left us two notes. One was like, here are the quirks of the house. You know, here's the, oh. here's the sprinkler system I have set up and here's, you know, here's this and this. And then the other one was like the history of the house that her, mom bought it in 2000 and then mom got remarried so mom and stepdad really made it a home and they it has this trellis in the back and they, they grew actually i thought this was cute the mother was obsessed with wine she loved wine and her friend from england gave her some cuttings of a grapevine so two cuttings and so she grew them over those trellis and named them uh, William and Harry, uh. and then they grew big enough that she was able to cut off two more and grow them somewhere else and name them, I believe, Megan and Kate. Uh. And uh, they, she included a picture of the trellis covered in grapevines. And uh, but then when her stepfather died, the grapes died with him, and they said he took the secret with him. Oh. And uh, uh. so there's no grapes there now, but. Oh. Mom passed away, and so the two daughters inherited the house, and the one bought out her sister, lived there for a long time, and then now has sold it to us. So, wow. And she left her contact information, even like with the the sprinklers, it's like the drip systems that's buried. So she's like, I know where it all is. When you, there's a few places that need to be replaced. When you get ready to do that, feel free to call me. I'll come over and show you. Oh, wow. I, I said to Jake, like, I think that would be a favor to her if we <laughs> called her and had her come over. Because it sounds like she's really attached to it. Oh. Which is, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. going to have a housewarming party, and I'm going to invite her. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't uh. spoken with her yet. I, when I go up today, I need to save her number and text her. But um, it was really nice. I was yeah. really nice. <laughs> that is, really that is nice. so nice to know the history of your house. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I know about mine is um, apparently F Frank Sinatra's pilot lived there once. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if Frank Sinatra himself was ever there, but yeah, it's an old house. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think ours was built in 84 or 87. Okay. And uh, she said her mom bought it in 2000, but some friends of theirs lived there in the 90s. So there's just like maybe 10 years unaccounted for, you know, whoever lived there when it was first built. But um, she knows who lived there all the way back to the 90s. Well, I mentioned this on Discord, but your, your moving um, and having to handle all these boxes reminded me of a statistic um, that there are on average 300,000 items in an American home, mm -hmm. which is insane. That is insane. <laughs> I, I think. I don't know how that compares with other uh, like countries. Um, it, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my parents moved some stuff for me yesterday. And since we have, we have movers coming, but we're doing a lot ourselves just, you know, to save them time, save us money, whatever. And my dad's looking at all the boxes and he's like, 
I don't want to take books. Let the movers take the books. And I said, it's all books. Literally, every single box is half books. I think we have 2,000 books between us, something like that. Um, Wow. And so I was like, well, they ended up taking Jake's army stuff. But... I took some books yesterday. It's like, what else am I going to, I want to take some things, but what else am I going to take? What am I, what can I lift? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, well, I also found it interesting that despite having 300,000 items in the average U.S. home, and despite the fact that the average size of the American home has tripled in size over the past 50 years, still one out of 10 Americans rent offsite storage. What is going on? <laughs> a lot of stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you've got things in storage, like maybe it's time to part with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that, that's you know, too like, much. With the, the exception of being, you know, if you're moving into a smaller place, like while you're waiting for a bigger place and you like have to get. Uh, you know store your furniture or something like i understand that right it just seems that like if you're keeping a storage unit just to keep more stuff <laughs> yes yeah like that you probably yeah. don't need that stuff <laughs> yeah that i agree it's too much stuff oh here's another fun statistic 25 percent of american don't have any room to park cars inside their garages. <laughs> That's actually something I, I, I've noticed here. Like, there's all these cars just sitting outside, and I'm like, you guys have garages. Like, yeah, but they, they use them for storage. They're just stuck. It's out yeah. of control. That's crazy. And I mean, I, I can't, I can't even say anything because my husband's car is currently parked in the driveway. But. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's because we have a fridge there that our landlord's supposed to come pick up. But, you know, it's, really, it's bizarre to me that I see, like, cars parked in lawn, like, on lawns when there's a perfectly good garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Well, here's one maybe you can see how you stack up to. Um, research found that the average 10-year-old owns 238 toys but plays with just 12 daily. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. 238 my, toys. My. Like, what? I don't, I don't know. What's going on? I can tell you that my daughter probably has, like, three times that. Oh, ridiculous. my goodness. <laughs> like her, half of her room is just toys. Like, she's got this giant Barbie, like, mansion in there, and it monopolizes so much of her room. Wow. And so, like, I do have to wonder, are they counting, like, each individual, like, item? You know, because she's got yeah. furniture for yeah. the Barbie house. She's yeah. got like shoes and you know, doll dresses and pants. Like, do each of those count as one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You, she's probably got half of your three hundred thousand yeah. items right there. <laughs> uh, okay. There's one more. Uh, go ahead. I listened to a podcast interview with the minimalists and actually their advice, they, they mentioned that 300,000 also, and their advice was um, to pack up as if you're moving and then like unpack things just as you need them. And anything that's not unpacked after like a month or whatever, um, just get rid of it. Yeah, that works really well. Minimalist life. I can attest to that because 
after I moved out, I thought I needed to store everything and I had storage for a while. And then at one point, I'm kind of a, um, a pack rat, so I have a lot of difficulty getting rid of things, but I just asked some friends and family to just throw it all away when I wasn't there. And that was that. Well, <laughs> it actually so, well, felt really good. Sort of. And now I, you, too, I, I do still have some storage. Yeah, because yes. he, the other day, I don't know what prompted it, he asked me if he thought I thought he should keep his one of his high school textbooks because he might like to read it again once. <laughs> college, it was a college. Textbook. Oh, I thought you said it was high. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that he has not seen because it's been in storage for I think at least ten years. Yeah, I'm not counting my <laughs> my parents have been dragging around stuff since I lived at home for for their entire lives. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've asked me a few times if I can get rid of it. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> It, it reminds me of watching that Hoarders show um, that was on uh, mm -hmm. for a time. And one of my favorite episodes, if you can have a favorite episode of that, was this woman who um, <clears throat> was ha having an intervention. Her friends were coming to help her. And this house was to the point where it just had a few pathways through mountains of stuff. Um, it was just completely packed floor to ceiling. And so they they went in with her and they were like can you throw this away can we get rid of this no i need that no i need that um and there was uh, one in particular which the one of her friends found something it was like oh we can surely you can get rid of this it's an old bill from like 20 years ago and the woman looks at it and she's like oh but that has an old address on it that i have and i, I want to keep that <laughs> like that yeah. that's when I that, <laughs> that's when I realized like oh my goodness I do that <laughs> like, I have old like mail from old addresses that I don't want to throw away yeah. like oh no I'm a, I'm a hoarder so yeah I have to have other people throw things away for me yeah <laughs> and also um living in a very small space helps a lot yeah so <laughs> you just can't collect things but uh all right. Well, I think we've <laughs> digressed uh, quite a bit, so let's wrap it up here. RJ, can you tell us where people can find us online? Yes, I changed my outro, so let's see how this goes. Ooh, all right. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, follow us on all the social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not watching live right now, we're also Hot Chai Games on YouTube. We will record this podcast with live art every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you are watching live right now, stick around for the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge. Either way, like, subscribe, leave review, and tell your friends. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.